What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Call Tact Podcast. If this is your first time listening, thank you so very much for tuning in. I'm extremely excited about this one. This is something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. So I got my man, Nehemiah, or Nemo, from the Creative Culture Podcast. How you feeling, man? Man, I am good. A uh, little under the weather, but other than that, man, I'm I'm ready. I'm excited. Uh, I've been telling the wife for, I think, since you and I connected on getting on the podcast to my wife, and she's like, do it, babe. I was like, all right. I told the boys from the podcast and say, I'm going to go be a guest on another one. They're like, do it, bro. Represent as well. I said, I'll yes, try sir. my best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Got to bring the heat. Got to bring the heat. Yeah, man. I'm excited because I had uh, Breno on about a month or so ago. Um, he's a Christian rapper. And one thing that the Lord's really been putting on my mind is just like that creativity piece. Mm-hmm. Because you see, there's a lot of Christians that aren't really, they could be doing more for the kingdom, but they're not really stepping out of the, they don't have the courage to do whatever. And so he said something that really stuck out to me is he's like, Whenever I first started rapping, like I was looking to guys like Drake or Lil Wayne, and then I had to stop myself and be like, wait, like God is the ultimate creator. Like we need to be pulling from him. You know what I'm saying? Like he is our father. He's the ultimate creator. So I'm excited about this one. I'm really looking forward to it. And I know that's what you guys are all about, obviously, with the name Creative Culture. culture. It's funny how the name happened, actually. So uh, Aaron and I were the ones who we were talking for like maybe three weeks, like two, three weeks. He was in, he was out of state. Actually, he was in Mexico at the time. And we were yeah. talking about starting a podcast and we just could not figure out a name. We're like, dang it, what are we going to call ourselves? And my wife came with creative culture actually for us. So she's the one oh, wow. I have to give my wife a shout out. She's the one who uh, started the name for us. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love the name. I love the name. It's very unique yeah. and it gets, you know, right to the point. And um, since we're giving our wives a shout out, Give my wife a shout out, one, for keeping the kids while I'm doing this. And then also, I do something on here anytime I have a guest called the Big Three. And the Big Three is just three random questions, just kind of like a little icebreaker to get us going. And actually, that stems from anytime me and my wife go on a road trip, we just ask each other random questions the whole time. You know what I mean? Just to to pass the time. So you ready to go? Let's go. All right. So question number one, this might be an obvious answer. I don't know. But do you sneak candy into movie theaters? Oh, for sure. Uh, not, we haven't lately. It's been a while, but when we were first dating, for sure. Yeah, I, you got to. I, I like it when you uh, sit down at the movie theater and then you hear tenfold and stuff <laughs> and people like taking fried chicken. Out, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Popping Cokes in there. Yeah, like, it's, uh, it's funny. I don't know there was canned soda at the, at the stands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which stands y'all go to to get that? Yeah, we. Uh, I took my daughter to her first movie for the first time a couple of weeks ago, we went and saw the chosen and um, it was awesome. And, and my wife was like, are y'all going to sneak candy in? And I'm like, it's, it's her first, you know, time at the theater, her first movie experience. So we're going to spring, but it's just like, man, you buy a popcorn and you know, two drinks and some candy. It's like $50 or something. It's crazy. Yeah. It makes no sense. Now mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll wait till it comes out on HBO max or Disney <laughs> Plus, whatever it is. Yeah. I'll just wait and do it then. Yeah. 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 I feel you. But it was cool because, you know, you never forget your first movie 
like going to the movies. And then like, so yeah. I'm like very thankful for the chosen that they were able to, that the Lord was able to open that door for them. So then like my daughter, she's always going to be able to say, thinking back of her first time at the theater, like I saw something about Jesus. You know? yeah, I haven't watched it yet. So I got I to gotta watch it now. You ever watched that show? No, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, you haven't seen any of it? No, I haven't. Oh man, it's good. It's good stuff. Um, okay, so question number two. If your life was a book, what would the title be and what would it be about? <laughs> Finding Nemo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, it. It would be about how Jesus, I would say, captured my heart. Uh, mm. heart captured me. I grew up in a, in a family, Christian family. Uh, mm-hmm. My dad's been a minister of the word my entire life. Uh, so growing up in church, uh, it was great. But also I'm the one that made the decision to step out at a time. So I would say God found me at my lowest moments and I am who I am today because he found me. So that's, that's, awesome. why, would, that's why I would call it Finding Nemo. Of course, that's my nickname too. But That's dope. Uh, man, I love that. I love that. And I want to get into a little bit of your testimony too yeah. um, after we, we knock these out. But uh, question number three. So I know a couple of weeks ago on one of you guys' episodes, you were talking about the whole uh, creator boxing league. Yeah. So we're going to take it back here. I've used this question before when I, I had Paris Cariz on a while back and I asked him, we're going to recycle this one. I don't like recycling questions, but okay. So if you could pick one uh, of the fighters that Rocky had to face to have to fight, which one would it be? Probably Apollo Creed. That's what he said too. The daddy <laughs> or the son? Uh, I will fight the son right now. <laughs> no, <I hadn't>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably it would probably have to be him though. Because I think that was probably one of the best fights I've ever seen in the Rocky series was, and how they became best friends at the. It's just yeah, it, it, I would have to go with him. Mm, yeah, that, that's what he said too. And I said, man, if I'm if I think I'm going to try to fight one of them to win, I would go after the dude from uh, was it like the fifth? It's the one that he had the street fight with. Oh, oh my the god! The white dude with the um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he seemed right like the there. easiest, the easiest one. I mean, they're all. Obviously, I wouldn't stand a chance against any of them, but I feel like, but I think that was the only, the guy was a professional fighter in real life. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was. That's, yeah. that's crazy. I, I always thought growing up that Rocky was actually a real dude, like a real <laughs> fighter, because uh, I grew up watching it. Uh, I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm from about an hour Oh, away. cool. So, like, I grew up on these movies, you know? Mm-hmm. You ever been to the steps? Yes, I have. I've been mm-hmm. there. That's awesome several times never walked it probably don't yeah. plan on walking it now but, i hear you <laughs> uh, yeah 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 for sure I, I for sure have walked it yeah that's awesome all right so that's the big three just kind of a little icebreaker to get us going so i know you kind of touched on it a little bit but um if you don't mind like get into a little bit of your testimony maybe like you know married life um whatever you feel like sharing and uh yeah. we'll just go from there so, man, like I said, I, I grew up in church uh, my whole mm-hmm. life. Literally, I was a kid underneath the – I wouldn't say a pew because we didn't have pews. We had chairs. So I would say I was underneath the chairs my entire life. Uh, I'm 27. Grew up literally in my entire life in church. It wasn't until uh, about 15, 14, 15, really, that uh, I just decided to kind of go left. And that was probably the most defining moments of my life because mm-hmm. as I was selling drugs uh, – uh, was selling drugs and, and stuff like that. I was pretty good in baseball. So mm-hmm. we went from a super ghetto high school, half of my freshman year, to then moving to the country, middle of nowhere, predominantly Caucasian 
school with your sprinkles of African-Americans and there was like three Hispanics and I was one of them. And uh, so I was... Was, I was, the, was the other two Aaron and Joey? No, no, no. This is Yeah, so they ended up becoming like my, my really close friends because we all played baseball together. So mm. from there, uh, I saw dollar signs, right? I saw these kids driving really nice vehicles. Uh, sure. Parents were picking them up in nice cars. So I'm like, mm, these kids... I've seen some of these kids in the hood that I'm from. So it's like, oh, I could probably start selling drugs here and make some money. So I did. I, that's what I started to do. And it was it was mainly weed and pills. I was selling, you know, pills was kind of like the it thing for me there especially. And, dude, it wasn't until probably a year into it. I, I was only a, a year and some change into it to be uh, doing it until this tragic moment happened that I was uh, – one of my very, very best friends that I grew up in was always in the faith. He's the one that kind of kept God around me. He, mm -hmm. uh, he, he got shot. And oh, when that happened, um, that moment changed my entire life because my best friend who didn't deserve it, who didn't do nothing wrong, who would pray for people, who would uh, give literally his shoes off of his feet, clothes off of his back. And, and he took some bullets that he didn't deserve to take. And that moment, from that moment forward, uh, I told God, I said, God, I'm going to surrender my life to you. And so I thought I surrendered my life to him. I gave up drugs. I gave up smoking. I gave up drinking a little bit, but I was really a smoker. I gave up the smoking. I gave up taking pills. I, I gave up everything, um, but I didn't give up women. That was the hardest thing for mm -hmm. me to give up. So then, so I substituted the drugs and the parties for women, for girls. And that's, that took me down just a very, very, uh, oops, that took me down a very, very dark hole. And when that happened, dude, uh, that, that, that just wasn't, it wasn't good for my mental. It wasn't good sure. for, uh, my spiritual realm. I was like, oh, God, I'm serving you, but yet why can I not fight this thing of women? Mm. Like, Lord, I'm serving you, but for some reason, every time I see a girl, it's hard for me, right? I can't yeah. keep my eyes off of them or, or I'm Puerto Rican and, and let's be honest, like I'm a predominantly Caucasian school. So it was easy for me to use my Spanish to get, to get a girl's attention. And so I, I was like, Lord, like, why am I still battling this? And God mm -hmm. said, because you never got healed from the moment that your friend got shot. You just, mm -hmm. you, you, just, you thought you gave it up, but in reality, you, you might've given it up physically, but emotionally you were attached to something still. And mm -hmm. that's when God took my heart and he just started to kind of fix it. And uh, fast forward, I was able to get healed from it, but um, it took a process, bro. It took such a long process, even to the moment where uh, six months before I married uh, my wife, I proposed to her and I had confessed to her my addiction with pornography and she almost left me, like completely mm -hmm. almost left me. And mm -hmm. then um, we were able to fight through it, kind of battle through it, but the thoughts were still there. Uh, like of, of regret of, of shame and yeah man that, that just it, it was tough to me the toughest part was living try to live a holy righteous life but yet every girl would throw themselves at you because I was a guy who kind of walked with the confidence I never mm -hmm. uh, been a chunky dude my entire life been overweight but for some reason I always had this uh kind of this like pride about me and it wasn't until God broke that pride that I was able to fully seek healing from it. Um, I stumbled along the way. Of course, I, it wasn't it wasn't an easy thing. And even 
up to my wife and I being married, uh, I know a couple of years ago, um, I had sent, this is why I say social media can be great and social media can be terrible. Uh, yeah. Snapchat no longer exists on my phone because of this moment, but uh, it was an ex coworker of mine and they posted something and I, I told him, it's funny because I don't even remember this happening, but mm-hmm. when she showed it to me, I said, I know it's not Photoshopped. You know, um, she had woke me up one day and she said, what is this? And I had sent the message to some to some lady. And instead of her running away, she said, let's get 100% like healing from this. And we went through counseling. And now, bro, I can look at, I can literally look at a woman half naked walking in front of me. And it's like nothing. I, I don't have lustful thoughts. I don't be like, dang, this girl's fine. I don't double look like I used to. Uh, but it wasn't until my wife became the strong one and said, hey, uh, this hurts and this hurt me, but I'm not going to let this hurt deteriorate or destroy us. I'm going to let it heal us, mend us and get us stronger. And because of that, I am who I am today because my wife really like, really, really like, let's get to the root of this thing. Because I don't believe you know. it, it really did get to the root of it. I, if anything, it was just, I felt like I just wouldn't put things in front of it, you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of what that's a little bit of my kind of roughly my story man i thank you for sharing that i I know some of that stuff it's not easy to to admit some of that stuff so i mean i thank you for sharing that and i think that's one thing that is so big for christians too is sometimes even when you are struggling with things but you are being obedient and trying to follow after christ you still see blessings in your life and it's like i think that shows not only the grace of god but that when you are being obedient and striving after him yeah, there's going to be moments that you're falling, but he's going to continue to bless you because you are taking steps toward him, striving after him each day. But like it says in Proverbs, like a righteous man falls seven times, but get back up again. So mm-hmm. it's just that getting back up, striving after him and knowing that his mercies are new every single day. Yeah, it's know? always and, knowing and, that like, um, though you may fall, mm-hmm. Jesus paid it all. So get right. up and go like. Yeah, you fell. Yeah, you stumbled. But that doesn't mean Jesus failed you. That doesn't mean he stumbled. If anything, he did something for you. So get back up and get your healing from it. And let's not live in it. Because so, so many of us live in the hurt, the pain, the regret, the suffering, right. what happened in our past, that we forget that there's a better future for us anyways. you know. And Jesus mm-hmm. did everything he possibly did on this earth for that moment. To say, hey, you yeah. fell? Guess what? My arm is extended for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's so good. And and I think that's something that's comforting to know as well is if you look in the word, how many times you see specific verses where it talks about like um, before the foundations of the earth, X, Y and Z had already happened, like all this stuff had already happened. And Jesus knew exactly what you were going to do every single day of your life, every time that you fell. And still he went and he said, I'm going to take all of that and nail it to the to the cross and it's just it's really precious, man it's a crazy thing yeah yeah i love too what you said about how your wife was talking about getting to the root cause but i because I, I think a lot of people they don't ever truly get to that root cause and they're wondering why maybe i've struggled with whatever for 10 years and it's like you said i just put up roadblocks in the way i just put up blinders in the way i didn't actually get to that root cause and my pastor said uh preached a message a while back how we have to want to want to, you know what I'm saying? It's not just enough just to want to do it because I can say all the time, like I want to be a better dad, but like, do I actually want to want yeah. to do it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You're preaching though. That that's so yeah. true. 
Yeah. It, so um, we could go on and on forever about that topic, but I, I want to get into a little bit about the creative piece because I think right now um, we're seeing with society and I've talked about it on past podcasts before how we'll see Christian parents or, or your pastor will preach a sermon about it or whatever the case may be where somebody will say like, there's not enough good Christian content out there. Or yeah. we're just having to subject our kids to, you know, whatever they're putting on Netflix or Hulu or whatever the case may be. And one thing that I'm seeing since I started this podcast at the beginning of the year that's been encouraging to me is I'm not the only one that sees it, you know, because the enemy does a good job of making you feel like you're alone in the fight and making you feel like nobody else is seeing what you're seeing. So, like, maybe I shouldn't talk about it because people will just. You know what I'm saying? Like, cast me aside because they'll think what I'm saying is too out there, too weird or whatever. And yeah, yeah. one thing that I've one thing that I've seen this year is there's a lot of Christians that are actually trying to, like, step forward and try to create new things. And I think in this moment in time, God is putting it on so many people's life to say, hey, hey how about quit whining and quit griping about the things that aren't out there and just create it yourself? You know what I mean? Yeah. Thousand percent. Yeah. So whenever you guys started the podcast, was that kind of the mindset behind it? I know you kind of touched on it a minute ago, like you guys felt like you wanted to start a podcast, but what kind of got the ball rolling? Were you always someone who like had the gift of speaking or, I mean, you kind of touched on it saying that you were able to, with your personality, kind of get girls or whatever, if you wanted to, but was that always kind of like the, the talent that you had or did it just come on you at a specific time? What do you, what do you think? So I would say this, um, as a kid growing up, obviously in the church, uh, it's kind of the cliche things. They, they say that you're going to be just like your father, right? You're going to be just like your dad, a minister of the word. And and, and I've heard that my entire life. And yeah. I always read in fifth grade, my, my, I will never forget this. In fifth grade, uh, Miss Baker said to my parents, I still remember her name. I still I even remember how she looks because that day forward it impacted my life and she didn't know that i wish i wish i can i, I wish she would i would see her to tell her thank you because in yeah. fifth grade she said this to my parents she said nehemiah is a man uh he's a leader one and two when he speaks people listen mm. and if we don't if you guys don't learn how to control his voice when they listen it's gonna hurt people and it's gonna shake people up so if you so if you begin to mold his voice his voice will be an impact to this world. And ever mm. since that moment, I've always noticed I have, I've read it my whole life, you know, the, like we literally have the power of death and life in our tongue. And That's right. That, and since that moment, I'm going to be honest, man, I have literally lived a life of like my words have power because the, I know this was said to me my entire life. So when, when, I had a, I had a podcast before the podcast Creative Culture Now, mm -hmm. uh, and when I started it, I started during the pandemic, and uh, unfortunately, uh, so I joined with another guy. We went fifty fifty, and just things went total south. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm actually grateful that that moment happened because it made me realize who belongs in my corner, who doesn't, who do I share my things with, who I don't. And uh, Aaron, we met during the pandemic, and he was. Literally became best friends since. Oh, so wow. fast forward, I, I got out of the situation with the old podcast. And Aaron was so uh, was looking on my YouTube, 
which I've privated literally every video now, but and I'll probably end up re-releasing them. But um, I was always doing this like motivational kind of like speaking or encouraging people, uh, lifting people up because I know I've always had that gift. And mm. when I said yes to Jesus, I, I told myself I would never tear people down. I would always lift them up. Mm. So I would it, it was kind of something I was doing. And he he told me, he said, dude, like. Uh, I've noticed that itch again in you. I've been watching your videos. He's like, why don't we do something together? Uh, because Aaron is a PK as well. So he yeah. knows that he has he has the same power that I have. We both have the same power because we believe in the same Jesus and we, mm -hmm. and we and we serve the same God. And so it came about about us doing it. And we just wanted to share some light in what seems to be very dark times. Mm -hmm. and, and we were we were always like, we're going to be real, relevant and honest. Yeah. Like we're always gonna literally be blunt about our life, and uh, and if you look at some of the episodes, they're like, oh shoot, this was real intense. Uh, so that's what we started it. I, I say this: God gave my dad a pulpit, but God gave me a camera. Mm. They both mm -hmm. have impact. They both are mm -hmm. to be something that people will look at. Um, yeah, my dad has instant impact in a room, but I believe that I'll have impact in the world because God gave me a camera to impact that's people. Right. Do I have the same calling as my dad? Of course I do. But my calling might look a tad different because God gave me a camera to That's be right. able to reach a whole different generation that might not ever step foot in a church, but they'll step foot. They'll, they'll for sure watch this. They'll for That's sure right. look at this. And if I can just be a shed of impact, just a light of impact in their life, then maybe they'll walk into those doors one day. Maybe they'll walk into, maybe not the doors that I'm at, maybe not the room that I'm in, but maybe someone else's room. And then their lives will be changed and transformed because, hey, this kid just shared something on this phone and I was able to look at it and I was able to be changed by it or or, or conversation started. So now they're in church and they're serving because I was able to be that just spread that little bit of seeds around, you know, and that's just kind of what that's why the podcast that the podcast started. And also that's why um, like we like I, I do what I do is because. If it's not glorifying God, I don't want nothing to do with it. I've said no to oh, stuff Lord. because I know God's not in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's awesome. And there's there's several things that you said that really stood out to me. One, I didn't know that you guys uh had just met, you know, not that long ago. That it's crazy to me. Shout out to Antoine McGee, my boy Antoine McGee. We do a separate podcast called Sons of Thunder, where we going back to the chosen, we break down every episode of the chosen. Yeah. And um we just met this year. And it, it's crazy to me that the second that you are trying to follow God or trying to do something for him and you and there's things that you know that you can't do alone and you pray to God, the, the people that he surrounds you with, you know, yeah, it's crazy. I would I wouldn't have imagined that you guys, you know, hadn't. I mean, I know that's been it's been a couple of years, but it seems like you guys go way back. Yeah, it's you know? crazy. Uh, the, the moment I met him it's crazy. how it happened because he did. So uh, he was helping another church out. Uh, sure. doing social media. Mm -hmm. And so I kept coming up as a recommended like person ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. for them. And so he went on his personal, he, he, he followed me. Then he said, Hey, do I know you? I said, bro, no, but you look very familiar. So we started talking back and forth in the church that I was, a, that I was a part of, uh, that I was serving, uh, under mm -hmm. his dad actually had a church at that moment too. And they were running from the building that our building. So it that's kind of how uh, we've seen each other in passing. Like I'm turning off the soundboard or turning it on for them as they're coming in, you know? So mm -hmm. that's how me and him kind of like, we, we literally hit it off. We met and I, I want to say 
I think January and literally in February, um, March, I think it was March, toward, close to my birthday, uh, that's when we met in person and we literally connected and clicked. Best friends literally ever since. Like, it's, it's just, you. It, it's weird how, like, God does it, but, like, literally yeah. best friends ever since. Yeah, so, that's awesome. That's he knows awesome. everything about me. So he knows everything about me. I know everything about him. And, and it's Dude, just that's so brother, needed. instant brother. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so needed. I mean, that's biblical how, you know, uh, Paul talks about, I can't remember if it's in either First or Second Timothy where, it's talk, where he talks about like lifting each other up because we're all going through the same trials and tribulations. We're all going, yeah. we're all facing the same enemy. So it's, it's so important to have that kind of backing in your life where you know, I can reach out to this dude and he's got my back. You know what I'm saying? And he knows the same thing about you. That's that's amazing. But one thing I want to say, too, that, that really stood out to me is how you had mentioned that you had a podcast before and it kind of just fell apart. I think the enemy does a good job of when something happens like that. First of all, anytime you're creating something that is new, there's always that thought in the back of your head like this is trash. Like nobody's going to want to check this out. Like nobody's going to want to listen to this. You know what I'm saying? Like that, yeah, that yeah, thought yeah. is always put in the back of your head from the enemy. So the fact that it did kind of fall through and you still said, you know what, I'm not going to let this end what I'm trying to do here for the Lord. Like we're going to go at this again. I love that. I love that. Yeah, because I had you could have. Yeah. Because I'll share this, man. So the guy that I actually brought on, so it was my podcast, my wife. I once again came up with the name. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was all 100% me. And then I, I just felt a connection with my old youth pastor. Okay. And that he was the one that was a guest. But he was into some stuff that uh, I started to realize. And I'm like, this just is not me. Um, mm. Use persuasive words and and things to get what they wanted out of me in a sense. And um, when that happened, I just... I had to make the decision. Uh, I got COVID actually. So COVID was actually the thing that kind of helped me get out of it a little, little, a little better. Right. And we had a conversation and we kind of agreed to disagree and um, we kind of went our separate ways and he has his own thing and, you know, wish him nothing but the best. Uh, he's killing it. His, his production is, is, is phenomenal. We'll never speak like he's the, he taught me a lot of the stuff that I know now when it comes to cameras. Yeah. Uh, but, dude, I mean, much respect and love towards him because God calls us to love even the enemy. So, like, at the end of the day, no, never no hate, but it was a tough moment because this was this was my baby. I started it. This was something yeah. I was mine to begin with. And um, I didn't think I would trust anyone ever again with anything that had to do with content, that had anything to do with my thoughts, my desires. Or not even my. I, let me correct myself. What 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 God placed in my heart, what God placed uh, in my spirit, what God would tell my wife. Uh, I didn't think I would be able to trust nobody because I got done so dirty. And Jesus kind of said, "No, this was a learning session for you. Mm. Uh, you had to." God literally used one of the person that was the most influential at one point in my life to realize you got this that you have this in you at the end of the day, and no one, no man can take it from you. So that's why when Aaron and I had a conversation, it was so much easier because we didn't look out of, our friendship started because we were friends. It was never because we saw something in each other. All we saw was, might be potential brother right here, maybe potential great friends. And, and then God used that 
And then now, I mean, dude, I mean, best friends. We have a podcast together. Him and his wife started uh, a podcast. Uh, his wife started a podcast, so he's kind of co-hosting for now with her. And, and and we support it like if it's like if it's something that I started because at the end of the day, we don't care who's winning and who's losing. At the end of the day, we want to see each other succeed. And whether mm-hmm. that's you just posting a video or you getting financial, uh, you know, blessings through the videos, I'm gonna support you. I'm gonna champion you. Like if it's mine, because at the end of the day, there's no competitive spirit towards right. each other. We're brothers, bro. Like at the end of the day, we're brothers, and there's billions of people in this world that that need to hear God, that need to hear life, that need to hear something positive. So why would I hate? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I love what you said earlier too about how your dad was called to the pulpit, but yeah. you were called to do something to spread the gospel in a different way. And I think um, right now in this time, and I've talked about it on a podcast in the past, but I felt like God was calling me to do more beginning of this year. That's why all this is happening right now. Like this conversation is happening right now, just because I felt like the Lord placed it on my heart that I needed to do something instead of just complaining about what wasn't there. Just go be what I feel like is needed. And so through that, whenever you're trying to figure stuff out, because I was never somebody that made videos, never somebody that did any of the stuff that I'm doing right now. And so I, I went forward and talked to my pastor. And I think one thing that he did that was so important for me that I think a lot of people fall into this mistake is when I talked to him about it, he said, well, where do you feel like the Lord was calling you? And I think a lot of pastors at that time would have said, okay, well, you need to go to seminary because like the Lord's calling you to be a pastor, you know, and that's not my calling. I know hundred percent. It's not my calling to stand up yeah. behind a pulpit. You know what I mean? And so I think people, and I think that's why we're seeing the rise of such a corrupt crop of pastors. Not all pastors are corrupt, but we're seeing them now more than ever. And obviously it's easier to see them now with social media and things of that nature. But I think the Lord is calling us outside of the pulpit to like create things for him. Because like you said, we're all for the same team. Why would we be hating on our brother? Cause like there's, there's, there's room at the table for all of us because like there's probably people that listen to this and they're like, Oh man, this, this dude, like, this would be the first episode they listen to. And they're like, I don't like the guy that hosts this show, but I like Nehemiah. Like, I'm going to check his stuff out now. You know what I'm saying? And like, if, if somebody listens to me, I'm not for everybody. You're not for everybody. Aaron's not for everybody. But but we are for a specific group of people that only we can reach. You know what I'm saying? So if I can at least point somebody in the direction of somebody that's going to be positive in their life, somebody's going to uh, challenge them in the faith, like, I want to do that. Like, I want to create whatever I possibly can to point people to Jesus because we serve the author of creativity. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. That's why uh, I, I said this to a friend of mine not so long ago. Uh, he, he grew up in church as well, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't say necessarily right now his relationship with God is just, I would say, probably not there. Um, sure. And we were having this conversation and. Uh, there was a specific church that he looked at and he said, bro, like they're just, it looks too much like the world. And I, and I had to correct them. And I said, no, the world looks too much like the church. Mm-hmm. I say concerts are literally church services. The only thing is that the world has made it look like a concert. You know what I'm saying? Like these dudes talking about lift your hands. Where do you think they got that from? Because the Bible says that when we lift our hands in surrender, <laughs> I love that. I was like, hold up. Don't, don't, Let's don't go. tell me. That the church looks too much like the world. No, no, no. The world looks too much like the church. Because if you go look at some of these movies that Marvel makes, DC makes, some of these Hollywood movies, 
they're getting stories from the Bible, but they're trying to make it their own. So don't ever yes. say that. You know what I'm saying? Like it bothered me, and I was like, bro, hold up. You grew yeah. up just like I did in the faith, and you're telling me that we look like the world? No, 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 no. The world looks like us. We were the ones that were supposed to set the trend on how how the how visuals look. We're the ones supposed to set the trend on how audio sounds, how music sounds. Bro, Adele's just I, I I say this all the time. Adele's a worship leader, but she's just not doing it yet. So don't sit here and say, oh, like, it bothered me so much, man, when I you said that. Too. Like I was like, no, 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 like you got this wrong, brother. Like let's let's <laughs> let's switch this around real quick, you know. Man, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't send you any of my notes. I literally had something along those lines wrote out because when you talk about creativity, I was just thinking about it. And um, you ever saw the movie, the Lego movie? Yeah. 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 hundred percent. Yeah. I was just thinking about the other day, how people unintentionally create something and all it does is point to God. It points to the Bible and you can't help it because the Lord puts it in all of us to have that hunger and desire to go back to that source of the father in hopes that we're going to fill that God-sized hole in our heart with him. Right. And People can't even, even if they say, I hate God or I'm an atheist, they'll create something. And you're like, you do realize that points to God, right? Like what you're doing right now. Like the Lego movie, it's it's crazy because you look at a movie about Legos. As soon as they backed it up and you see like it's a kid and then Will Ferrell was controlling the whole thing. And I know I'm kind of revising the story a little bit, but like. That's like such an example of like God, how mighty God is, how great God is, how much bigger God is than all of us. And surely they didn't mean to do that in the film, but it just stood out to me. I'm like, that's like a representation of God right there. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. It's so crazy, man. Yeah. 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 So um, easy question probably for you, but I just want to, I just want to hear your thoughts on it. Why do you think creativity is something that's important? Um, right now, we live in a society where everyone's attached to a phone. Uh, we're mm. in a society where everybody's attached to some some type of screen, whether it's TV, mm. iPad, iPhone, uh, you know, for the Android users, their galaxies. Uh, everyone's attached to a screen, right? And I believe yeah. everyone at this specific moment, they're looking for something. Mm. Uh, I believe if churches aren't using it, uh, you might have to reevaluate yourself. Uh, because this is right now the most impactful thing you can have. Uh, it doesn't, even if it doesn't look good, it's just, yeah. they want to see something. Why do you think yeah. so many podcasts are starting? So many podcasts have started. Why, why Spotify now is signing all these massive deals with these podcasters? Because now P Spotify just did it now to where you can watch video, video podcast. Right. So yeah. it's like, at the end of the day, everybody's now looking for something. They want to watch something. TV, they're not really necessarily looking for it no more. Now they're looking for something to watch on their phone, something that's just quick to just glance at, right? So I would say uh, you need it. Like more than ever right now, you need it. Like yeah. 100% you need them. I've had more impact on, on a screen than I've had in person because people don't mm -hmm. want to talk to you in person no more. They want exactly. to talk to you on screen. You know, that, and, that, and I think um, some of that stems too from the the pandemic, how yeah. everybody was just locked in their house. And so I'm just going to watch Netflix. Or I'm just going to look at, you know, TikTok or whatever. And I think what we as Christians need to do now as we're seeing the rise of this stuff is that you can have an impact because like I can make a video that's 15 seconds long. And if it hits and the Lord blesses it, 
I could have 2,500 people look at it on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Like a, just a short 15 second clip easily. You know, exactly. it's something that it's just giving people the option to look at something and, and trying to, you know, I know the church has a bad rep for like being cheesy or this or that, but I think now is a time that we're seeing just you guys show is, is like a perfect example for that. Like, I don't look at that and think like that's cheesy. And I love that the way that you guys, you're not just beating like the audience over the head with the Bible. Like you're having like real legit conversations, but then you're sprinkling in, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like little proverbs along the way. And it's just, that's the way that we need to do it. We need to shift and to appeal to the masses to like, yeah, come have a seat at the table, but we're going to give you like something fresh. We're not giving you, you know, two week old meatloaf. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, the Bible says that, um, they were given they were given fresh manna every single day. That's right. Every, every day. So that means what the manna from today you ain't got to save. God gonna give you some more tomorrow. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so and He doesn't always want us to stay there, but He will give us that right because they were on their way to the milk and honey, but they were getting manna on the way through. So I always say so. I always say to people, um, it doesn't matter how it looks, it doesn't matter how it sounds, but as long as you give the word and the word is is given, like that's all that matters. Um, we nationally just we we will literally talk about the Bible and people don't even know that we're talking about it, and yeah. I think that's why it works for us. That's why um, people love, I guess, our stuff because we don't necessarily preach the word of God, mm -hmm. uh, but we will just quietly talk about it, and you're like intrigued. Why are you intrigued? Because the word was just given to you, but you didn't even know that, yeah. and that's just that's what we love to do. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome too because I think that. Whenever I've talked to people before about like, I felt like I was being called to ministry and I feel like the ministry that the Lord has called me to is this like podcasting, Instagram, YouTube, trying to spread the word that way. And I think the way that the Lord puts it on our heart to do that type of thing is to show people that that view that content. They might have an idea in their mind. Like if I look at a Christian, I'm looking at a stiff old man standing up on stage yelling at me for an hour. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's so important the way that you guys come across is like, you're like cool dudes that people would just want to hang out and have a conversation with. And I think that it's so important now that we bring that kind of thing to the forefront and like um, represent who Jesus actually was because he wasn't this stiff old man, you know, preaching King James English at people, you know, there had to be a reason for these people to flock to him. I know that a lot of people were coming for healing, but the children running up to him, they loved him. All he had to do to, to for the disciples to follow him is just say, follow me. Like he had to have some kind of charisma about him to attract everybody that he was able to attract. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I laugh when people try to put like the stigma about Jesus and they're like, Oh, he was this very loud, thunderous voice. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure his voice was super calm, cool, collective, chill. And he was just talking to you like a normal person. But his words mm. were so impactful. The way he carried himself was so impactful. And that's why Jesus did what he did. Uh, people, I think sometimes people forget that he was 30 years old when he started. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like, you're 30. Like, you, he, he, he was young. Like, he, yeah. like, I, I, I'll be 30 in three, what, in three years. Like, like, God started his ministry he only did it for three years and he was that impactful because I believe he was relevant to the people. Mm. I believe he, the reason why things the children were, were, would love him, loved him because he could relate to the child, but he could also relate to the guy who's older than him. 
Yeah. And that's that's what we love to do with the podcast as well. Like, I'll dress. I dress like I dress. I'm chill, laid back all the time. You see me in sneakers and Jordans and all that. But then Jesus was just, uh, he just, he was just, he was, he was uh, 100% himself and he didn't Mm -hmm. care. Like, that's just what I love so much about him. Yeah. You know, and why should we be the same? I believe it's cool to dress. Yeah. People, people, they want to see, man. If they look at a cool thumbnail, and even if it's a preaching, they're going to watch it because it looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So yeah. That, that's the way I see things. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So um, we'll, we'll do one more question here. I don't want to take too much of your time, especially with you feeling under the weather. But do you feel like we are commanded to be creative? Like biblically, biblically speaking? I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, look throughout the Bible. God used some creativity, bro. Mm. A burning bush was talking. Like <laughs> God got crazy. Like like he he's like he literally said the rock the rocks will cry out. Like he's not saying that they might. He's not saying that they could. He's saying all no, that they will cry out for me. Like uh, Jesus was probably one of the most I mean, dude, he created us, man. Like the dude was creative. Yeah, and yeah. I mean to have the, he, to to spit on the ground and then pick up the the spit and the, and then wipe it on the dude's eyes. I mean, come on. Like <laughs> bro, it was just it's crazy. He he did creative miracles without even trying. He was just walking and the lady said all I need to do is touch him. Like that's crazy, bro. Like just just to think about that like he was that there was that much power in him. Like he literally didn't even have to he necessarily didn't have to be in the room to heal the room. He had to that's just right. say his word. That means his word was that powerful. Like I believe that God, yes, we need to be creative, man. We it's, yeah. it's just it's just what it is. We like Nehemiah in, in for instance in the Bible, he used, "Hey, bring your stuff, and we're gonna build this wall." How do you think he got that? Because Jesus gave him a vision. Yeah. So that's why I see. Like, of course, we have to be creative, man. Yeah, that's yeah. we have. Like, it, it's just we have to. Yeah, especially in this age that we are in right now, with where Instagram and TikTok is so popular, and you can get so many eyeballs on your on your content that you're putting out. And I mean, just look at the first man in the Bible. Like God gave Adam the job of like naming all the animals. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. You got to be have a little bit of creativity in you to look at a elephant or whatever and and be able to name it right there, but. I just think there's so many people right now that let fear take over like yeah. the, the creative side. And that's what the enemy wants because it doesn't matter what you're creating. It doesn't matter if your audience is one person. Like if you're doing it unto the Lord and you are having an impact on one person, like it's needed and it's worth whatever time it took you to put into it. You know, sometimes we're called to just spread seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of us are called to, to put the dirt over it and some of us are called to water it. And some of us are called to see it come to life. So at the end of the day, uh, once you find out what 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 part of that you are, it'll be a lot easier for you to be creative. Um, and if and if you don't know, man, dude, seeking God is the best thing to do. I didn't know I didn't know that I would be the guy who I am today, simply because of my past, simply because of the way that I lived. But Jesus, prayer, bro, I'm talking about praying to God, like God, what is it that you have for me? Because if I'm doing this, like I don't, I I knew there was more than me. It was more than just playing drums for me. Right when I started to really serve God, it was more than just that. And slowly, by literally, little by little, 
even my wife, if I'm being honest, the reason why I'm the creative person that I am today when it comes to cameras and doing this stuff I do, it's because of my wife. She was a, She's a photographer. If it wasn't that she kind of gave me the itch, I probably would have never done none of this. But because wow. God used my own wife for me to be the most impactful that I am today, it like he used my spouse, the person I lay with, the person that I eat dinner with, the person that I live my life with. If it wasn't that Jesus poured it into her first, it probably would have never been put into me too. That's why wow. marrying the right one. That's why knowing that this is the right one, because if it wasn't for her, my calling would not, I would have never answered that call. How about that? I would have never answered the call if it wasn't for my wife. Let, let's, let's, I was about to say, let's end it, but let's, let's touch on that for a second. If you got another minute, no, yeah, I'm good. Um, because just think about that when you, I, I've really been trying to be more intentional on all aspects of my life, looking at the ways God uses even minor little things. Um, yeah. But a major thing that happened with you guys, you, you look back to the story that you told a second ago about the Snapchat thing. Yeah. Um, had that happened and that ruined you guys' marriage, you wouldn't be sitting here right now today. You wouldn't have started the podcast. Yeah. You weren't you, so you weren't somebody that was like in high school, kind of like photo, like uh, into that sort of thing, like creating things. No, not really. I was a baseball, bro. I was an athlete. I don't look oh, like, yeah. but I sure was. <laughs> uh, yeah. I played baseball, and that's really all I did. Like I loved music. What we're talking about going back to that fear. Like if you let the fear of stumbling, or if you keep the that fear in your mind of if I post this, what is my friend going to think about this or what is somebody going to say about this? There's like, a million. Right. It's so, it's so easy to be that way. Now I don't even, I, half my friends don't even watch it. And if they do, I, I just don't even care. <laughs> I don't even do it for them no more. I do it for the person that, that I'm, I'm doing it for Johnny. That's right now thinking about suicide. I'm doing it for, mm. uh, for Mary who's doubting her, her relationship with the man that she's with. I do it for that kid right now who's in high school, don't know what the heck he's supposed to do. I do it for the guy that's my age that's barely figuring out life. That's who I do it for. Like it's just, and I think that's when my perspective and my mind shifted. When I know mm -hmm. this, I'm doing it for these people. I'm doing it for me. If I'm being honest, yep. man, I have right. to look at my own videos sometimes, and I'm like, I said that. Dang it, I gotta live it. Like I actually mm. have to live what I just said. And sometimes the hardest thing to do is to live. What you said out of your own mouth is yeah, that are you going to be that hypocrite or are you going to be that person that's real and lives that? And I'm like, oh, come on, man. Why did I say that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, it, that's crazy because I just said that literally in my last episode because, like I said, I have four kids. And the last thing that I want them to think when they grow up and they can go back and look at, you know, like the YouTube video or listen to, you know, an episode on Apple or whatever, they're like, this is a completely different dude than I knew. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and 100%. we really like, if, especially if we are saying that we're doing this unto God, like it's a different category right there. Like if yeah. we're just doing this just for fun, then, you know, it is what it is. But when you're doing it unto God, like you have got to live it. You can't just say one thing and live another way. You know, it's, it's a lot bigger than that when you're doing it for the Lord. One thing I love too, you talked about, your Instagram and stuff like that. I love the way that you post the little like motivational videos and stuff like that yeah. every once in a while. Cause there's been times for me, like I'll, I'll be vulnerable here in this moment. There's been times for me, like just since we've met, we haven't known each other very long, but like I'll be struggling with something and I'll see a video that you post and I'm like needed that right in this moment, yeah. you know, and you never know who that's going to have an impact on. That's having a crappy day. That's having, 
a day where they're like, I'm just going to throw this day away and start it over tomorrow and then miss out on opportunities <laughs> where they can impact somebody in, in that moment. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why I do it, man. I really do it just to shed light. And like I said, man, I, I got to live my word. It's out there in the world, which means if I don't live it, I'm the biggest hypocrite. Like, I, mm -hmm. yeah, I have to, man. I have to. That, that, that's why I do it. Uh, motivate others, but it's really to motivate myself. It's, yeah. it's really because I, I'm looking at that camera. I'm looking at this camera, and I'm like, shoot, I just said that. I got to live this now. Like, you're in the rut. How are you going to get out of the rut? You just told yourself how to get out of it. <laughs> you know? yeah. so that, that's what I do, man. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. So you want to uh, leave the people? I mean, you've left them with enough encouragement today. You've given them enough gems, but you got any uh, final word of encouragement you'd like to yeah. to send out there? I would say if uh, if you're doing it, just do it. Like If you're thinking about it, do it. Don't, don't second guess yourself. Just go and do it. Just do it along the way. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't mm -hmm. have to get expensive cameras. You have a phone in your pocket. You have a reason to do it. Right. So do it. Don't don't hesitate. That's, that's it. it. Don't hesitate. Just go and do it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. You want to tell the people where to find you? You know, Instagram. Uh, yeah, yeah. Plug plug the pod. Uh, the podcast, uh, Creative Culture. It's called Creative Culture uh, Cast. You can search it literally on Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube. Creative Culture Cast. Uh, you'll find it all over the place. And then uh, mine is just underscore Nehemiah C underscore. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys uh. Come check us out. I think we're pretty yeah. cool people, man. Yeah. Yeah. Go check them out. They're doing great work. And I'll put all that in the description and uh, put the links to all that. But thank you so very much for coming on. This has been this has been amazing, man. No, thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Uh, it, it's, it was cool. We were cool. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. I don't know how you couldn't. This was an awesome conversation. So thank you guys so very much for tuning in. Hopefully you guys have a great week. We're willing. We'll see you guys next week. Remember, we're all called to act. So get after it. God bless you guys. Perfect. <laughs> <Sing>. <laughs>